You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 119. Hey guys, did you hear my epic podcast about getting unstuck from a health threat? Learn the four powerful ways and download the free cheat sheet handout. It's episode 106, so check it out. And if you find value in it, share it with a friend. Hey, it's Eric Sue. I quickly wanted to thank all my longtime listeners for your continued support. I also wanted to say hi to any first-time listeners. No matter who you are, I am committed to providing you the best health and wellness information possible. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Also, rate and review this show on iTunes or Stitcher so more people can find us. Let's keep this movement growing. Thanks again, and now on to the show. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a unique personal trainer with us today. Her name is Sarah Carasona. We'll be talking about how to empower oneself with strength training and overcoming an eating disorder. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Sarah. Sarah, are you ready to make it happen? I am. Awesome. Now, spending time as a child chasing her older brothers around their neighborhood gave her a healthy competitive nature and desire to be strong. That disposition transferred into her training and career as a professional dancer. She loved seeing what her body could do and challenging it daily to move smarter and be stronger. However, she found that she was unsatisfied using her knowledge of the body to simply further her own success. As she began training others and seeing the impact it could have, she decided that this was the path for her. Teaching someone how to use their strength, increase their mobility, and make healthy choices is her passion. It is a great joy to see someone transform both their body and their mindset towards health and fitness. Her goal is to have you stand strong and be proud of your accomplishments. Sarah, that was just a little bit about who you are. Can you share with our audience and how you got started? Yeah, sure. Um, so I started off as a dancer pursuing a career in dance since I was very young. Um, I was about five or six years old and I saw the uh, performance River Dance on PBS. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a Irish step dancing. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the TV and I said, Mom, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and uh, I actually never did Irish step dancing, but uh, she put me in dance classes, and I just had a huge passion for it, fell in love with it, and it brought me to um, go to college for dance. I actually did a study abroad program in Israel for dance and was really pursuing that for um, quite a long time. And However, once I got out of school, um, I became really frustrated with working really hard in the dance community, um, but even when I actually got a job or was working for a company, you know, getting paid very little and having a waitress on the side, in addition to like beating your body up and um, just became very unhappy with it. And honestly, I uh, was looking for another way, another means to make money in addition to dance besides waitressing. And I looked at yoga, Pilates and personal training and 
honestly, I chose personal training because I could pay it off monthly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's try this out. And um, really fell in love with it. And then as I started doing that, I became more excited to go to my personal training job than I did to go to my dance job. And so uh, this past year, I basically stepped away from dance completely and said, hey, let's, uh, let's just really pursue this uh, other career that's fulfilling me uh, a bit more than dance was. Very good. Excellent story. Um, let's learn a little bit more about you, Sarah. What's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Um, I am kind of a dork <laughs> and I, uh, I love Harry Potter. I have pictures of myself, um, dressed up as Harry Potter with, uh, a scar on my forehead on the front page of newspapers waiting for like the midnight, uh, show. Um, so I would say that that's kind of a interesting fact about me. Very cool. I think you would be the first after 100 plus episodes, uh, and be proud of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Um, so I know you're really passionate about health and wellness uh, as a personal trainer. Um, let's dive into this topic about how to empower oneself with strength training. And then we'll go into this overcoming an eating disorder um, as well. So but uh, how do you describe uh, to people what you do about how to help empower oneself with strength training? Um, my approach to uh, strength training is one of sustainability. Um, I think that when, and especially, and I even did this, uh, when people first get into fitness, they think they've got to kill themselves. And basically, like, if they don't leave with just dripping in sweat, feeling like they can barely walk, then it was not a good workout. Um, and that it, that type of workout is, is not one that is going to be sustainable for the rest of your life. Um, I read somewhere, I think it was uh, Dan John um, wrote about how not everyone can relate to wanting to get a six pack in six weeks, mm -hmm. but everyone can relate to wanting to uh, walk to get the mail on the day that they die. Mm -hmm. And that really registered with me because, um, you know, what are we training for? Why are we, why are we trying to get stronger? Uh, why are we trying to look better? And if, you know, if we're trying to look better now, don't we want to look better and feel better for the rest of our lives? Um, so what I, I try to do is really educate my clients um, on why we're doing things in a certain way um, and, uh, you know, have them internalize the form and internalize the structure of the workouts. Because my goal is that if I train uh, my clients well enough, they won't need me anymore. Um, I, I want them to be able to do it on their own. That's, that's really my goal in terms of uh, training. Very good. Excellent. And, and strength training is something that, that you really enjoy uh, educating people about. And why is that? Um, I think that it's something that everyone should, should do, honestly. I, I think that it's a skill that we should all learn because uh, the stronger our bodies are, the more capable human beings we are for um, the everyday task of, you know, I'm carrying home the groceries or when you have kids and you're holding like two and then you've got to be pouring milk and cereal. Um, in addition to it also increases your metabolism so that, um, you know, you, you look better, you feel better. Um, so, so Sarah, tell me a little bit about, uh, what you do when you, you see a client, um, who want us to lose weight, and, and what is your approach with them? Sure. So uh, first, 
I basically educate them on um, on strength training and why that's going to help them lose weight. Um, in term, as we become stronger, our metabolism increases, uh, which is going to help expedite that weight loss without having to really like starve yourself for the rest of your life. Um, and then I, you know, I try to explain to them as well how my approach is one of sustainability and one of not just kicking their butts really quickly. So sometimes that means taking one step back before taking 10 steps forward uh, so that we're able to do the form correctly before I end up putting on a lot of weight um, because my other goal is to prevent injury because as soon as you're injured, then you can't train anymore. So really what I when I first get a client, um, I ask them a lot, a lot of questions, try to learn as much about them as I can, and then we start by looking at their different mobility um, limitations and or uh, strength limitations. So we find kind of the weak points and then try to hit those first um, as we go throughout a strength training program. Very good. Excellent. And through this assessment, I'm sure that you, you identify what um, history they have with regards to strength training, um, what they enjoy doing. Um, I'm sure you, mm -hmm. you, you figure out whether or not they have any um, uh, limitations, like you said. Um, when, when I think of my audience, I think of people who um, are just unsure about strength training. What can you tell um, my audience about strength training in your opinion? And, and what, what is the reason um, they should be doing it, if not three times a day or three times a week, if, if not that, mm -hmm. just once a week at least? So um, what I, I think I wrote about this the other day that uh, beginning with strength is going to, it's going to help you in everything else that you do. So if you want to, um, if you love to golf every week or if you love to play tennis or, or you just like to go out and walk with your dog, no matter what it is that you like to do that's a physical activity, strength training is going to help in all of that. Um, even like when I was dancing and I began uh, to increase my strength, my, um, my dance classes, I was able to, um, you know, I was able to work longer. I had more endurance and I obviously had more strength. Um, I was able to get lower, which I know might sound kind of weird, but if you're in the dance world, you know that everything is very like in a low squat right now and, um, you know, jump higher, uh, go across the floor faster. So it's one of those things that it, it benefits everything else that you do. It's not just doing it so that you, your biceps look better or something. It's actually, um, when done correctly, it's very functional to help you with all the things that you love to do. Very good. I very good. I totally agree with that. And um, you don't have to be a dancer to do strength training. Obviously, being the average person, mm -hmm. it's important to be able to just get out of the car, uh, be able to go downstairs if you have stairs at your home, uh, be able to play mm -hmm. with your kids if you have kids, right? It's just need, you need strength. Yeah. Um, what what yeah. type of um, activities do you put your clients through uh, so that um, people can get a sense of how, how you train people? Yeah, so I work with, um, I, I look at my programs and uh, my workouts, I plan them out using the four basic movement systems. So instead of just kind of picking exercises out of a hat, um, I use the movement systems as the general umbrella, which all the exercises are under. Um, and what this uh, 
allows us to do is to make sure that we hit all the points in our body, all the muscles in our body. So the four movement systems are uh, upper body push, lower body push, upper body pull, and lower body pull. Um, and then there are exercises underneath those um, wider umbrellas. For example, an upper body push exercise could be anything from a push-up to a bench press to a dumbbell press to overhead press to a one-arm overhead press, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a lower body push is like your squats, your lunges, uh, your rear foot elevated split squats, your one leg squats, your goblet squats, back squats. Um, <laughs> you kind of get the picture. And then so that way then I'm able to choose an exercise based on the client, based on their abilities. You know, some people need um, more uh, anterior stability in their core, so I'm having them do goblet squats, whereas others are um, – working more on just lifting as much as they can. So we're working on back squats. Um, so it just depends on the client, but it allows me to make sure that we hit all four spokes of that wheel uh, per se, so that you're just a more well-rounded human being basically. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. Um, I don't want to beat this whole topic to death, but, but um, mm -hmm. overall, um, Anything we do in life requires strength. And um, for those mm -hmm. who are getting older, um, it's probably a wise to start now, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I actually would love to um, eventually start some kind of uh, outreach program where we went to schools and taught kids how to, you know, squat, hinge, push, and pull correctly so that they can then um, – keep that for the rest of their life because it's very interesting working in this industry. Um, I was uh, a bit surprised, I guess, as a dancer because I was always working with people that had a very good awareness of their body. Um, so when I started in this industry and I started working with especially um, older generations that had never done any kind of physical activity in their life and uh, just trying to explain to them how to do a squat correctly. Um, I remember one of the first times I said some, to somebody, like, bend your knees a little bit more, and, and they looked at me and they said, I don't know what that means. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, so just having, like, a kinesthetic awareness of your body, because if you learn it young, then you're able to um, maintain it through the rest of your life. Yeah, totally agree, totally agree. Um, I want to shift into um, the other topic real quick, if we could. Um, mm -hmm. and when we talked earlier, it was like, Hmm, an eating disorder, huh? And I was curious to know a little mm -hmm. bit more, maybe that, that this, your story could, could help others who are listening. So maybe you can help, uh, share with us, uh, this eating disorder, uh, story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a very long story, but I'll, I'll cut it a little short, but basically, uh, I started at a very young age, like, thinking that I was fat, which I think many uh, people, especially women, um, can relate to. And once I got a little bit older, I realized that I could control um, whether or not I was fat by what I ate. And um, I was also dancing at the time and in front of a mirror all the time. And I just, I slowly started to decrease what I was eating, decrease what I was eating and increase uh, the amount that I was dancing and running and uh, parents and families and friends started to take notice and 
um, you know, we tried a few um, in-home type cures and was starting to go to therapy, but it just wasn't really working. I eventually, I actually had to go in the hospital for uh, a few weeks and then uh, missed the first six weeks of my junior year of high school and uh, came back and kind of started anew. And since then, um, you know, I've, I've never like relapsed per se, but I've always still had like this struggle with um, body image, you know, and being able to still be, um, be thin or be lean and, you know, feel good about myself, but then also not starve myself. And I was always kind of like struggling with a balance between the two for many, many years throughout high school and college, um, and even after college. And once I started personal training, I really, and, you know, broke down the science of, of especially strength training and nutrition. Um, I realized that, you know, I can be, I can live a balanced lifestyle of, uh, you know, going out on the weekend and having whiskey and French fries, but then eating healthier on the weekdays and um, a balance with your workouts. And once I was able to understand that, it really gave me the freedom to feel good about myself um, and not have the, feel the need to ever go back to that point that I was in my life. Yeah, very good. I, I, I um, want to say that it's interesting that not that every trainer um, gets into the industry because of a story like yours, but but because you mm-hmm. have that experience, I'm assuming you can relate so much better to someone who is going through similar, if not the same, um, experiences. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. I, um, I haven't ever uh, trained anyone that has or at least has told me that they've gone through um, the same experience. But I can see just in general people's confidence go up once they um, once they start to gain strength and, and once they start to understand um, that they have they have a they have a control over it um, in a sense. Hmm. What What do you think? Um helped you the most? I mean, you, you, you mentioned a few, um, uh, steps that you took, but what what do you think helped you the most? And maybe there's someone out there is listening that, that is going through this now. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, number one, I'd have to thank my family, uh, that they just jumped on it and they've been insanely supportive, uh, throughout all of it. Um, back when I was actually like going in the hospital and then throughout my journey since then. Um, and then secondly, I would say just, uh, education really, like really learning what, um, learning more about fitness, you know, reading, reading books about nutrition, uh, listening to podcasts, watching documentaries, because the more you learn and the more you understand, at least for me, the more I understood the science behind it, the more it took away the uh sort of emotional pressure of you just need to not eat Mm. um and i think that's what we often default to is you need to just not eat or just eat less um and work out more whereas once you really understand um the the actual science behind it you're able to um take that emotional pressure away and follow um the guidelines that have been put out there uh for general health and fitness 
Right. And th this subject is, is a very um, complicated one, I would say. I don't know what your opinion is, mm -hmm. but in my opinion, it's very complicated. It's really hard to pinpoint um, what's really going on psycho uh, psychologically. Um, mm -hmm. I can remember one uh, story where um, a mom was telling me that her, her daughter just heard one phrase from an uncle or something about her weight and that just changed mm -hmm. the course of her life. It, it was just by mm -hmm. a, just a phrase of words or something. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure if that was it, but but apparently that everyone was saying was that moment or something. Um, so, mm -hmm. so, so if there are any parents listening to this, uh, I'm, and maybe you can speak to the parents, um, what, what could you mm -hmm. uh, advise them and how to approach food with their kids maybe? Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, it's an interesting balance. And, and I can completely relate to, like, uh, that childhood um, memories of someone saying something about food or uh, the way you look. And, and that carries with you for a really long time. I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a parent, and I so I don't know if I can give full, uh, complete advice on parenting, but I can give advice, I guess, from the, uh, the childhood perspective. And I, I think that the more that you tell your child, like, that they're beautiful the way that they are, and also I think um, in terms of nutrition, I like the idea of not making uh, kids, like, finish what's on their plate at that time. I think that instilling um, their uh, their children with a sense of like you eat when you're hungry you don't have to eat when you're not hungry you eat as much as you want um, rather than I think uh, sometimes parents have like you're going to eat this now and then you're going to eat this now and then you're going to eat this now and I think it um, it doesn't give the child a sense of of like how to eat once they get older then um, I don't know if that completely makes sense no, no, it's good. It's good. It helps. Everyone has their own approach, uh, I think. But go ahead. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, let me. I think also, again, uh, educating the children on, um, on nutrition. And that, I would say, would be number one. You know, um, educating them on fruits and vegetables and how they're full of fiber and that fiber helps to keep you fuller longer. And it also is full of nutrients that help you to not get sick um, and just feel better um, on proteins on carbohydrates and maybe not. Um, and also on fats and the importance of all of these. So not saying, you know, like you need to eat low carb or you need to eat high protein or you need to eat no fat but educating like, okay, fat does this for you and carbohydrates do this for you and protein does this for you um, so that the kids just have an understanding because then we grow up and we're on Facebook and there's, you know, uh, in your feed it'll be like bananas are terrible for you and then the next day it'll be bananas are the number one food that you should eat. Mm -hmm. And so it gets very confusing. Um, and I think that if you instill... Um, a uh, bit of education just as you're growing up that will help for uh, for your future then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe just one last comment maybe uh, regarding mm -hmm. any adults that, that are maybe having um, 
well, quote unquote, emotional eating, quote unquote, uh, eating disorder. Um, how how would you, um, you know, education is very important. Maybe finding a support team mm -hmm. or group or something like that, I think is what you said also that could help them. Mm -hmm. um, what else could you mm -hmm. share with us uh, in your experience? Um, yeah, definitely the education and, and getting some kind of support or help. Um, I think the third thing that I'd say, which is something that I recently discovered is meditation, which um, I started with this app called Headspace and have been doing it um, at least over a year now. Not, I won't say I do it every day, but I try. Um, but in meditation, what I really learned was that like, we are more than just our bodies. You know, our bodies are just this vessel that we live in. Um, and if we can get a sense of like our inner selves and our inner light and realize that that light doesn't change, that light is the same from the day you were born till the day you die. And no matter what your body looks like or what you ate or didn't eat, um, that light still shines. And I think that um, meditation really helped me to find that. So I think that would be my... Um, my last advice for anyone who is having some kind of, I mean, eating disorder or, um, you know, anxiety, depression, all of that. And really just, I think that everyone should um, practice meditation because it uh, has helped me to really understand myself better. Very good. Excellent. Great advice. I think um, meditation has come up several times, but uh, for other um, reasons and then this one right now I, I mm -hmm. think uh, to use it for uh, the eating disorder side of things I think that's that's really really helpful uh, for some people so thank you so much for that um, good yeah you're welcome absolutely um, I knew this was going to be good when when we talked last time and, and it is very good so um, we're getting to the end 25 minutes in I just have um, just the last few questions for you um, just going mm -hmm. back to the overall uh, topic of uh, this episode of, you know, strength training, uh, working out, uh, eating healthy. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have additional maybe three tips you could share with our audience on how to live healthier? Three tips on how to live healthier. Um, I would say one, eat real food. <laughs> So um, I always tell people, try to have the majority of your food not come out of a package. Um, and what that means is like your, your fruits, your vegetables, your grains, and um, your proteins. Uh, anything that comes in a package with 15 ingredients is probably not as good for you as um, something that is just wholesome and from the earth. Um, then my next one would be... Uh, Work with a strength coach. Uh, I think that everybody should at some point in their life to uh, really learn the proper form of the different exercises. Um, at least do that even if you need to do it for a few weeks or a few months just because that's something that you can then keep with you for the rest of your life. Uh, we all walk into the gym and see different machines and exercises and people doing crazy things. And um, I think that working with a uh, qualified strength coach will help you decipher what is good for your body. Um, and then three, I'd say don't um, uh, don't throw away mobility. Mobility is very, very important as well, um, especially for those of us that, um, you know, might be sitting for a long period of time, especially at a desk or driving. Um, 
mobility will help you actually become stronger because if your muscle fibers can't work correctly, um, then they're not going to be able to fire correctly and you're uh, going to um, impinge on your strength gains. Uh, so, yeah, so I, the um, eating real food, work with a strength coach, and uh, remember to keep mobile. Very good. Excellent tips. Totally agree with all three of those, especially number one, because um, what we'll <laughs> eat is who we are, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, are. for sure. Um, and then so how do people get a hold of you, Sarah? And uh, do you, if you have any last piece of advice uh, to share. Yeah, um, I have a website and blog called 2280.com. It's 20to80.com. Um, I actually have a blog on there, a three-part blog on um, eating disorders, how to combat disordered uh, thoughts and um, disordered eating. And then I also have a um, Facebook page. It's just uh, facebook.com slash Carisona. Um, I also have an Instagram, which is Sarah underscore Carisona. Um, I'm pretty active on social media. I post a lot of um, videos. My new thing is 15-second recipe videos. <laughs> um, and so I try to really provide a lot of information on uh, social media. So definitely hit me up on that. Very good. All those contact links will be in the show notes. So go out and find those. Sarah, this was a fast 30. I don't know if you thought that as well, but uh, yeah. I really appreciate all your uh, wisdom, knowledge, and time. Uh, this is going to be a great episode for people to listen over again. So I really appreciate it, and I'll let you go. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show in Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.